Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs. Luby, this is not your first time in the new studio, but welcome to the, uh, our revamped studio. And it's great to be with you again. It seems like forever I have missed the show, but obviously I am the heartbeat and the feet of the show when we're outside studio. <laughs> but I'm yes, happy to are. be here. I'm happy to amplify, you know, my favorite yes, and catalyze yes. and advocate entrepreneurship in Africa. It's so good to hear you say that again. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the show. My name is Gareth Armstrong, that lovely lady that you just heard Luby and Boyer Arnold and uh, what do we do every week well if you can answer the question yes you're a future CEO and what does that really mean you're sitting in a corner office and you want that or rather you you want the corner office you're sitting in a cubicle somewhere or perhaps you're starting your own business and you want to grow it well then this is the show for you we bring in very uh, how do I describe our guests I mean, many of them are just phenomenons, enigmas, inspiring, uh, business enigmas. Uh, game changers, innovators. Um, uh, well, are we, are we describing <laughs> you Yes, here? we are. <laughs> I see a smile on your face. Um, well, welcome to the studio. We'll introduce you in a moment, but when you hear game changer, enigma, business enigma, is this you? Um, kind of, you know, you know, better <laughs> as well. I know you are. I know you are. I'm so excited to have our guest on the show. You know yeah. what? I, when I was reading his profile, it it takes a lot to intimidate me. It takes a lot to intimidate us, Gareth. Yep. Yep. But this man here is really a hard worker, highly educated, and really passionate about what he does. And is constantly wanting to uh, upscale and grow and uh, and pivot his business. I hope I'm right when I say this. Yeah. So I'm, we're very excited to have you in studio. Well, Thank well, you. please. Introduce yourself to our future CEOs listeners uh, and just give a little bit of background where you're from, what you did, some of the educational things that you've been uh, exposed to, mm. uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about your business, which is, and I'm, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation Zastra. 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 I love Zastra. that Zastra. name. Com, yeah. yeah. Cool. So let's start in the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? Please. Okay. So my name is Adewale Adejumo. Um, I was born and raised in Nigeria yes. and moved to South Africa when I was 12. Okay. And yeah, so, and so primary school, high school varsity was all in South Africa and studied at UKZN, um, genetics, sure. plant pathology, okay, the education, all stuff, of that stuff, all of that stuff. And then, yeah, ultimately ended up, um, in the e-commerce and tech space. But yeah. when you say all of that stuff, let's not diminish what all of this. that stuff is. <laughs> There's only a handful of people, probably, probably in South Africa and most likely in the world, that know what you know. Correct. Um, okay. Which is then really quite an interesting story because you moved from this, this really what is genetics, genetics and a laboratory plant, yeah. to a e- the e-commerce space. Mm. When, when was that transition? And talk us through that transition. Why did you make that decision? Okay. So um, for my undergrad, I studied genetics. And um, in my postgrad, you know, honors, master's, did more plant pathology um, um, degrees, right? Um, what, were you, what, what did you want to do with that? I mean, at that actually, time? I actually wanted to become to actually start my own company um, that's more into seed production. Okay. So I wanted to own a seed production company, and that's why I actually went and studied further, um, well, plant pathology. But in December 2020... Mon- Monsanto, is that, uh, yeah. is, is that the right name? Yes. Those are the guys that catch so much heat. So you wanted to become so a... I wanted to be, so I wanted to become more like a Monsanto. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, so then... <laughs> so <laughs> hey, then these guys, guys, these guys in the studio. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we know. Okay. So then in 2012, <laughs> okay. right? 
Um, well, it was the 2011, 2011 December. Um, I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine who was, who was also in science as well. He was doing masters in agricultural engineering. And we both had this long discussion about how we wanted to, to make money faster. Correct. Okay. And, and not wait till we were like, um, 40 or 50 to actually have a successful, um, yeah. production company. Mm. Then we decided the following year that we were going to enroll ourselves into a finance banking and investment, um, postgrad diploma while we were doing our masters okay. in science. Wow. So then, yeah. So then we did in 2012. And then from there, I learned so much. And he also learned quite a lot as well. Um, and then I think that was around the time as well where I started, started buying stuff from overseas and then selling them on, um, online, on marketplaces. And I saw how quickly I could actually grow, um, grow my revenue from just buying and selling. And I am like M plus I had the research, the, um, the research, the research skills as well mm. from a science background to actually know mm. how to find the right stuff and how to actually Find you know like find find what people are looking for online to actually sell to them online, and then yeah. So and, and where did the 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 Zastra brand then come from? Um, Zastra branding came from back. In, <laughs> actually, it's a funny story. So back in high school, I used to be an Iceman athlete, right? Um, back in high school, and I entered a race with a friend of mine, where where we where. Where we both decided to choose nicknames, and he chose Zastra. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, he just yeah, he just Very he, cool. he Very just cool. yeah, he just made it up out of nowhere. Very cool. He even gave it a surname as well, and then <laughs> and then cool. he beat me in that race. <laughs> so that was the only race he ever beat me in. So okay. that name just kind of stuck in my mind, and okay. that's where the name actually did come from. All right, so yeah. Zastra is the only person that's ever beaten you. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Zastra's not beating you. You're doing quite well. Yeah. Let's talk about the origin story there. Uh, so as you just described, you were buying and selling things. Suddenly you realized the potential of a, a digital marketplace versus just a localized store or um, something that is geographically bound. Mm. When when did it then suddenly turn into a real business for you? What What was... Let's talk about that journey. Okay, so how everything pretty much started with um, with my first sale was um, was uh, was something more like this. So I had a thousand two hundred rand um, in my bank account as a student, and I was thinking, you know, let me get myself a new monitor so I can play games, or I could either sell, or or I could either, you know, t- uh, multiply that and actually. Still have a thousand two and have a monitor. Mm. So then I took that one thousand two, uh, went and bought a tablet um, mm. in China um, online. Mm. And then when it got to me in South Africa, I saw them online, doubled my cash, and I was like, okay, I think I can do this again. Then I did it again and did it again. Mm. And from the, from December 2011 um, till December 2012, um, my bank account, I made a revenue or turnover of like. 300,000 rents. Oh, wow. Okay. So, from just what marketplace were you using? So was it, was it almost an eBay type model? It was almost an eBay type model. Okay. It's, um, it's our um, local biggest um, online marketplace. Yeah. You know, yeah, you guys know which one I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Which one? Midobai. Uh, is it Midobai? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've interviewed the, the CEO of one of them, so I didn't want to say, speak out of turn, but okay, Midobai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that's where everything pretty much started. And then um, I think after two years of actually doing that, 
I didn't realize that, um, you know, that there was actually a ceiling um, that you could actually reach and there's limitations. Um, there were things that I wanted to do that weren't yet available on marketplaces. Wow. So then I decided, um, that I think, I think it was time for me to start my own online store. Plus I had so much inventory then. It seems like you've grown, you've just to stratospheric heights in a very short space of time. Um, what is holding a lot of young business uh, um, future CEOs, people out there from just c- concentrating their growth in the way that you have. I mean, it sounds like what you've been doing and the growth that you've had not necessarily has happened quickly, but you've kind of um, adapted and worked on the have-nots and where you want to be. Can you answer that for us? Because I feel that there's a lot lacking in what we have now and where we want to be, and you've just closed the gap very quickly. Okay, so that's so that's very simple. Okay. It took me a while to actually learn that this is how I've been doing this um, for quite some time. But um, but um, but for me, I think it's always because I'm always just aiming for progress. And that's my motto now, you know, like aiming for progress, not perfection. So mm. I didn't first try and register a company. Yeah, or I didn't first try to... Ways. Exactly. First try to uh, first try to find funders. I've never had funders. Well, I wasn't even looking for funders. Fantastic. Okay, I wasn't trying to raise capital or like all those things. I just business plan. Business plan. No, no. It's just I had my idea, and I wasn't waiting for 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 every for the stars to line up, you know, to Mm. the moon and everything for everything to be perfect. Just, just, just I had an idea. I had like I knew what I wanted to do, and I just started and started doing it, and and that's just how I've just grown progressively over the years. Well, you spoke about it. You said that you've been able to research and understand what the consumer wants and you've been mm. looking for products from your consumer. There was a, a quote that we put up on social media a few a few days ago, a week ago perhaps, and it was Seth Godin saying, don't try and find uh, customers for your products. Find products for your customers. Mm. Exactly. And that's what I hear you saying. Mm. You built a, a marketplace. You didn't, you didn't build a business. You built a marketplace first and then you had to, of course, formalize at some point, but that's what I what I'm hearing come out here. Okay, so 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 um so the online store actually started first, and then we then converted it into a marketplace because we also reached a ceiling as well uh, with no capital injection. Mm-hmm. So we had to find new ways to um to uh, to expand our inventory to mm-hmm. expand um, our customer base as well. And obviously, you know, apart from the digital marketing side of the business. Okay, in order to like, in order to be able to get m- more, um, more customers, you need more product. People need to be able to know that this is where they come to for anything. Whatever, for anything, anything exactly. Yeah. So that's why we then converted more into a marketplace. Okay. So I came from a marketplace, started an online store, mm. and then now turn the online store now into into in, into a marketplace slash online store. Were you? Uh, What's the right word? I think the, the kind of people that I would associate you with, and forgive me if you find this word derogatory, but were you a bit of a hustler when you were younger? So, so And in my mind, what a hustler is, there's a negative side to it, of course. But in, in this context, it's someone that can take something and, and meet it, or, or rather take a need and meet it with something. Were you always like that? Were you always able to connect dots? Um, I was much of a hustler when I, uh, when I was younger in terms of um, selling stuff. But I was very disciplined, you know, in like um in my sport. Okay. I didn't like losing, so I trained really, really hard. I trained really, really, really hard. Um, yeah. And I only became more of a business self, like hustler, um, in my in my final years of doing my masters, 
when it was either you go and get a job when you're done with your masters mm. or or you have something um solid mm. you know so you don't have to actually go look for a job okay so i did sell try to sell um a couple of people um, remote controls for PlayStations <laughs> and tablets yeah. for the boot of my car. Yeah, love <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so you did do that. Love I did do stories. that. Love I did do stories. that. Yeah, yeah. But but the discipline thing comes out strongly. Hubi, you know about discipline. Uh, yeah, you were just on the cover of a magazine mm-hmm. uh, for a fitness magazine. <laughs> I'm a fitness freak as well, so mm. I mean that is very much a part. But of it's a discipline thing. It's a discipline thing and a commitment thing and a perseverance thing. But. Your education for me, I'm, I have to go back to it. It really blows my mind. And we constantly ask future CEOs that are coming to our studio skills or connection to be a leader, skills or connections just to be successful in your own marketplace, in your own business. What, what's your thoughts? Skills or connections? You need both. You need skills. Um, skills, will, um, skills, will, skills will initially get you to where you need to be for you to actually be able to utilize um, your connections because no one's going to... No one's gonna really want to um, really support you or, or like invest in you if you don't show that, like the if you don't have side of things. exactly okay. Um, and I, I think I think what also from skills as well is you know like is like what's the right word your personality the mm-hmm. type of person that you are you know people that are always constantly constantly seeking to actually self improve themselves yes okay yes. i think yes. that's also a skill as well yes because not a lot of people are like that yes. so that's, that's upskilling I, I like the idea that attributes can be skills i think that's what, mm. what i'm hearing you say here. you can yes. develop attributes almost as if they are skills yes that's true yeah Gareth, um, what else? This, this is such a nice conversation. I love this conversation. I'm so ex- I'm so like riveted. Well, well, I think that you've found relative success, and I say relative success not to diminish the success mm. that you want, but I know that you'll want more. Of course, especially of course, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so you found relative success. There are going to be some things that you have gone through along the way, nice one, which Gareth. are are negative. Maybe they are, but in the long run, maybe positive. So some struggles that you've had. But then also some lessons that have come as a result of that. Can you tell us a story or two? Okay. Whew. Okay. When it comes to my struggles that I've had, um, a hard lesson learned. Hard lesson learned. Okay. One, um, one lesson that I've. I'm trying to think. In business. In business. Mm. Okay. So I think. From like from my side, one of the worst things that's actually happened um, when it comes to uh, like when it comes to me in business mm-hmm. is is you can never um, you can never get too complacent mm-hmm. and you can never get too comfortable. So that means at some point you got complacent and you got comfortable. I would say so. Yes and no. Um, yes, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think more last year we we, we actually did get complacent where we were just. Where we had an online store and and we were growing and and we were just growing and just doing things like you know like we always did things until we got hit um with you know with with the well with the economical issues as well mm-hmm. and with some problems when it came to our goods coming into the country mm-hmm. so pretty much for for about three months um we didn't have goods coming into oh wow yeah you know yeah coming to the country and we started to pretty much pay off pay off salaries and rent and, and so and, demand and but no supply demand but no supply mm. and um and i think like and i think and what this like what that basically did to me um is it allowed me to actually start finding new ways to um you know to actually 
grow the business and build the business, mm. um, introducing new features into the business. Um, so that's, that's actually one of, one of what sparked our marketplace idea. Okay. Um, and also, f- f- like, and also forced us to, to actually start now seeking more partnerships and Love seeking, it. yeah, and Love seeking it. new ways to actually, um, you know, generate revenue for the business. And that's what's taking us um, to now change the business from more of an e-commerce, strictly e-commerce model, to now entering into the tech e-commerce space as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I would say um, the lesson that I learned um, from that little experience is is complacency. Com- compla- complacency. That that word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a recipe for disaster. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And I can tell you, um, you know, like from what I see, there are some companies that I know. That are becoming quite complacent mm. um, in South Africa, and yeah, only time will tell. It's easy to become complacent, though, Libby. I mean, you just—it's just this this ticking the over. The status quo. Yeah, the 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 line keeps on going up at a steady rate. I mean, you sometimes you just need you know the the socks to be shaken out of you, mm. like I did to you today. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you know, did. come on, we're future CEOs, <laughs> damn it! Partnerships, the power, the blessing. The the need for partnerships for you and for any business person, educate us. Okay, so without partnerships, most businesses are bound to actually fail. So it's either you have all the capital in the world and you can just buy off mm. um, businesses, mm. or you or, or you partner with them. Because mm. because every time you partner, you know, like with someone, um, you actually like collaboration. That's exactly collaboration. You're not just you, love that. You basically you are not giving them. You're giving away your customers. You're actually acquiring, you know, by sharing as well. So you're sharing a, a little bit of yourself, but you're actually making yourself grow and making yourself bigger. So 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 I think partnerships is vital for any. Um, for any business to actually, you know, like expand and grow. Yeah. I think there are multiple forms of partnerships of, as well, of course. So there are going to be those where you can collaborate and there are also going to be those where it's just strictly a, uh, an exchange of value, which is away from a collaborate, collaborative kind of effort. But there always has to be something in it for them. Mm-hmm. And the question is not always what is in it for me. It's what value can I create for them? And I think if you can position yourself in that way, then you, the world will be your oyster, certainly from a partnership perspective. Have you found that uh, happening with you when you have con- these conversations? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, um, actually, okay. So in South Africa, what we do is, like what we do is a lot of collaboration. So even when we're bringing people onto a marketplace, right, we see it more as a collaboration more than anything. Okay. Um, so, so, so from my side, that's more of a collaboration. Okay. For me, partnerships um, are, for example, um, like very recently, we entered into a partnership with a company with with with, with a tech company from Dubai, right? Okay, um, this, this, the CEO of the company used to be a chief technician um, on eBay. Again, um, they basically up eBay design um, like their search and their and their and their paper um, paper clicks. So um, after talking to after talking to this guy, right, we. Well, I realized that, well, crap, <laughs> we can't afford their services. Mm. So, and, um, well, and, and, for, and from their side, they also want to actually work with us. So we entered into a partnership where we basically would take 50, 50, 50 of whatever revenue that we generate. And I think that's, 
I think that's been my most recent and my best example of the partnership, you know, like actually happening where we're able to actually bring, um, bring features onto the website, which we normally would not be able to actually have, mm. um, unless we get, you know, some huge capital investment. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, I want to clarify my, the notion of drop shipping. Gareth, can you enter that conversation for us? Well, maybe what we can do is we can, you can describe your journey through different business models or operating models uh, and so you started by carrying stock yes and and that it can only get you so far without you suddenly needing huge amounts of capital to either hold stock or to uh, to house stock to transfer yes transport um, so how have you grown and and part of it that is drop shipping and so to your question Luby uh, I'm not going to answer it I guess we'll answer it. Well, what have you guys done? So you went stock, then you, then how did you expand? Please, just evolution. Yeah. So the business, so the business initially started with uh, with us holding stock, okay. Um, and then I think we we kind of reached a ceiling, you know, with our capital. So hmm, trying to find a way to actually tell us very very well. Okay. Okay. So we so we reached a ceiling with um, with our capital and. Um, and even if, and even if we had a capital injection, um, buying stock and only more stock would have actually meant um, the death of the business, mm. because then you buy stock and you got stock sitting there in the warehouse, mm. but then you haven't really invested uh, much of the funds that you're supposed to it, like invest into the business into your marketing, and and and, uh, and for me, marketing should be your number one expense. Sure. Okay, when it comes to business. Okay, because mm. yeah, because without attracting the right people and without mm. actually you know, getting you know, like getting people onto your website, you are not gonna grow. Well, if they don't know okay. your name, they, exactly. they can't visit your store. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what we did was actually partner up with some um uh, with some with some local and overseas um companies that actually stock items and warehouse um, um and warehouse items. Okay. And and um and from those partnerships, we, you know, that's how we actually um, develop our dropship model. Where people will buy um, items on our website, um, the and then the purchase orders goes um, goes off to those suppliers, and the suppliers either ship the item to us, and then we consolidate goods together and ship ship it out to customers, or they ship it out to the customers directly. Yeah, and so that's really what. Uh, so you collect orders, the logistics happen somewhere else. So that's really the essence of drop shipping. That's really the essence of drop shipping, and um, is that still your? Uh, Model mode of a business at this current time. We do, we we do both. Okay, so okay. we so, so so what we do now is we have our own stock that we keep. Okay. We have our dropship um um model, which is actually managed by a system. Um, yeah, and we also have a consignment basis. Um, like you know, like mode of like similar to dropship, mm. but how that works is say Shluby wants to sell goods um on our store. And Shluby doesn't have a way else to keep a stock, and Shluby doesn't have time to, um, to you know, like to um, to pick, wrap, and dispatch items out to customers. What Shluby does is Shluby says, "Hey, Wale, I want to sell some, uh, my, you know, like my clothing on your store. Okay, can I send my stock? Can uh, can I send my stock to you? Okay, and then we say yes. Shluby sends um, Shluby sends the stock to us, and then we sell, we wrap, and we dispatch all the items." 
and we pay a shluby, um on, mm. you know, like for each item that is sold. Mm. Okay, so that's the other model that we've actually introduced as well. Yeah, so Zastra really has this multi-prong approach, which uh, then will be making you uh, last longer. It will give you that sustainable, exactly. so sustainable try, element, yeah. right? Yeah, so we're trying to cover, you know, like… Um, as much as you can. Cover, yeah, cover everyone because, yeah. you know, like not one model fits, um, fits Co- everyone. Everybody, mm-hmm. correct. Fits everybody. Smart, yeah. smart, yeah. smart, smart. Well, that, that's what we get when we, we get smart people yeah. in the studio. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the time. We only have about a minute, a minute and a half left. Let us ask our, what, what do we call it? Our famous question, our usual yes, question, the yes. question we must ask, we ask everyone. If you could go back in time and speak to the twenty-year-old you, what would you say to that person, knowing what you know now? What ad, what advice would you give them? What guidance would you give them? What would you say to you when uh, when you were twenty years old? So when I was twenty years old, I would tell myself to not always um, wait for things to be perfect before you actually take actions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just always strive for progress and always strive for self improvement. Be diligent, be honest, um, be ethical, and o- um, overall strive for progress, not perfection. Fantastic! <laughs> Great advice, yeah. Libby, How do you feel about? I'm this inspired, and I told you I would be. And thanks for being such a maverick on future CEOs. Thank you, Shlubi. Well, it's great, to, great to have you here. Thanks, Thank Gareth. You. Thank you so much. All right, up, after the break, we are going to be bringing you a conversation we had quite a while ago with Anthony Farr, the CEO of the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation. Um, that's going to be coming up after the break. We'll see you right after this. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.